This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I was shocked to learn the other day what I learned which is that the effort to ban diesel trucks is well underway, bringing the end to diesel trucks completely. It's amazing, really, when you think about this. School buses, delivery trucks, Amazon, uh, getting the shipping containers around, moving cars, all these different things, construction vehicles, all these uh, diesel-powered motors, what is the push to go to electric? It doesn't work. It doesn't work for trucks. Been, uh, hasn't passed any tests. Despite that, there still seems to be some uh, efforts to move uh, forward with this lunacy. The cost is about double. If you can get a grant for it, which is available, it might cover half. So you're still over the cost of uh, what it would cost for a diesel unit. Uh, but you're not going to be able to get them. And what uh, was conveyed to me is that the dealers, the truck dealers, are openly saying that uh, diesel trucks are being phased out. And I thought to myself, this is uh, a, 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 a change of epic proportions when you think about it. Or is it? Well, I guess it depends. It depends on what the the change becomes. Some (laughs) manufacturers are already having to go to gas gasoline units instead of diesel. Fire trucks, for example, being moved to gasoline versus diesel. This is terrible, absolutely terrible. If you know anything about how these engines operate, the wear and tear, and how the diesel performs so much differently than uh, gasoline, I think, possibly can. But, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe that'll change. Is it going away? Is You know, diesel, uh, number two diesel, is no different than home heating oil, is no different than um, kerosene. Uh, It's all the same. All exactly the same. Absolutely 100% the same. I wonder if it'll bring an end to the home heating oil. The pricing of it, it sure seems that they're trying to squeeze it out. The trucking, what's going to replace it? You understand that this is what uh, the trucking ultimately drives everything to this day. This is how things move across the interstate system. It's magnificent when you think about it. And just to mention this for a second, I don't want to lose sight of the the diesel change part of this, but uh, the, the interstate system is part of the story, I think. When you think about the many miles, I don't know how many it is, probably millions across the country, I would imagine, all these different interchanges and the number of truck stops. How many truck stops in the United States? How many, how many would you, if you had to guess how many truck stops in this country, how many would you guess? More than 2,000 truck stops. The buildings, the parking area, 2,000 truck stops. How many miles of road? I don't know. 
but it's a lot. And when you step back and you think about the magnitude of that, reaching from coast to coast, north to south, Mexico to Canada, all these miles of road, all these interchanges, toll booths, everything that goes with it, and think to yourself that all that was built in the past, um, when were automobiles invented? Early 1900s, right? It's like been a little over 100 years. And all that infrastructure was built to think how rapid change can really come, right? Magnificent, really, when you think about it. Anyway, interesting little tie-in, I think, with the interstates there. The roads that we enjoy, that we take for granted, and the consequence of what they're used for in, in filling our daily needs, right? Now to say, to have salespeople openly saying that diesel engines are being phased out, and you can't get trucks now. Most of your, your commercial trucks right now are like 18 months minimum, minimum. Some of the specialty trucks, 30 months. Uh, fire trucks, two years. They've always been a, lead, a long lead time. They're basically custom built. But, um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable how long you would be waiting now. Uh, trying to, to get a vehicle, almost impossible. What do they say? There's a chassis shortage. It was a, it was a computer chip shortage. Now it's a chassis shortage. I don't know. And the other thing is that they've, they've made the increased regulations uh, to the point of being completely unbearable, certainly to the independent truckers. They just, uh, the police have free reign to hammer these guys. If they're passing through, it's hard to come back and go to court anyway. The trucker's at a disadvantage in that situation. And they just get creamed with fines and and unbearable uh, environmental regulations. And it's kind of never-ending. Pushes people out of the business. You get unqualified people. They just made it harder to to get licensed, as a matter of fact. You can no longer... um, Learn to drive OJT and go test. You And this is one of the few uh, trades that's doing this. I'm in favor of it, by the way. I don't think you should be. I think you should have to go through a driving school. I do agree with that. Uh, but now you have to. And it's a few thousand dollars usually to do this. And and that's what you have to do to become get a CDL. So you wonder why there's a, a trucking shortage. They're squeezing everything at every angle. You can't get trucks. You can't get drivers. You can't get fuel. When you do, it's through the roof expensive. How's anybody supposed to stay committed to something like that in terms of businesses that that, that, that deal in this, providing the the workforce for it, making investments of it? The, The plain purpose is to squeeze out diesel. Why? I don't know. It really wasn't made clear to me. But it, ha- it has been made clear to me that the, the effort is there to squeeze out the diesel. So the question is, um, you know, what, what does get replace it? Uh, how far is it going? Well, there's 12 states so far that want to ban all diesel trucks. That's serious. California has already done it, saying that uh, you can't I, probably purchase, yeah, ending diesel truck sales by 2036. So you'll be able to buy the truck out of state. It's kind of funny. But if enough states do it, going to create pressure. You'll ultimately see it squeezed out. In the meantime, 
GM already jumped ahead, said that they're no longer no longer going to build diesel powered uh, cars and trucks at all. I don't know what remaining cars are left uh, running on diesel, but the GM uh, Super Duty trucks, the uh, 2500, 3500, um, the Super Duty series. All those were generally, uh, I don't know about generally, but frequently purchased in diesel because it's a way better option. The motor, in some cases, will go a million miles. They last forever. Uh, Very low maintenance, very reliable. Tough to start in the cold is about the only negative. But long been the go-to source for trucks, diesel. Now... Yet these states that are saying they're they're making, they want to make it illegal. California has already done it, and GM is saying we're not going to make it anymore. And so, what's the answer? Electric, of course. I don't think so. Electric's been tested; it's failing. I don't know why somebody hasn't created a swappable battery system. They have uh, electric trash trucks in New York City that they've tested, and it's failed miserably, especially in the winter. And you just anything that needs to remain in continuous duty is not a good candidate for electric. And when it got cold, the batteries uh, couldn't support the, the continual uh, running of the truck. Fascinating. And, and trash trucks are probably about the best use for electric trucks, by the way. If there's one place that you would go to electric, it would be trash trucks. But there's no way to build a battery that isn't, you know, over the top heavy. It would take the whole, all the space of the truck to give it the, 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 the uh, you know, the, the, the fuel that it needs to continue running in difficult environments. And that's just one example. If it doesn't uh, survive there, there's going to be many others. It's the same problem. Not quite sure why electric school buses aren't more popular because they only run for a couple hours a day, I think. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm sure I am, at least in some cases. Um, You would think that would be another good candidate for electric, but it's not happening. Lots of promises right now. Mac talking about their new line. Uh, uh, Cat, Caterpillar. Uh, announcing a electric backhoe, I think it's nonsense. There's another great one, though. Uh, if you understand the power needs of a backhoe, uh, electric should perform far better. I don't know. Doesn't look like it's really going to happen. So what are we going to do? If you can't, if you can't buy diesel, we're going to go all gas. Uh, the ramifications of that. I have to believe the biggest one would be in, in refining capacity. That you're just not going to be able to produce enough fuel to, to support that. And maybe I'm wrong about that as well. I don't know. The pumps, the things that have to be updated and changed. How quickly? I don't know. 2036, 10 years. But they're trying to stop the sales now. But what is the answer? Well... The industry buzz is hydrogen electric. And if you don't know, a, uh, a hydrogen uh, truck is, is an electric system that uses hydrogen fuel cells as the energy source. And the uh, emissions from it is water, H2O. Fascinating, right? Really fascinating. 
And so there's a, a tank that you have that takes this uh, liquid hydrogen. You fill the truck up, the tank up, and then you would go and have a, a certain uh, range to it. And it would be running on an electric motor powered by hydrogen uh, that basically has zero emissions. And so you ask, is this a good idea? Well, at face value, it is magnificent in, on many, many levels. Um, certainly needs to be tested in different environments, I think, is a big deal. Um, I don't know about fire issues and uh, things like that and crashes, but um, you know, all the, the safety component of it. But in terms of electric powering a truck, it is far, far superior in just about every environment um, and certainly in, in high demand environments. Electric is going to outperform um, uh, diesel all day long, even low end torque, all of that. The electric motor has so much more to offer. And so the idea that you would have unlimited range via fueling stations, no emissions, uh, the power of electric, the on-demand power of the electric, the quiet running of the electric. Do you realize what that means? Oh, my goodness. The recapturing of, of energy through uh, you know, uh, regenerative uh, braking, it's phenomenal, really. It really is on many levels. Is it possible? Could this be done? I mean, we do, you're talking about you know, something that, you know, how pie in the sky is it? The robot takeover hasn't started. The, uh, remember the auto-driving vehicles that 10 years ago they said were five years away? And we still don't have them. Still don't have them. I guess the Tesla system is the closest, but, you know, and some of the technology is phenomenal. The self-parking, I'm not taking anything away from it, but this is no Jetsons. So is this whole hydrogen fuel cell truck, you know, pie in the sky? What are we looking at? Concept drawings or where are we at with this? We're phasing out diesel. We don't really know what the replacement is. Well, as it would uh, turn out, Toyota... Uh, has been testing hydrogen-powered uh, trucks. And um, there was a uh, pilot project at the Port of Los Angeles where uh, they were using these trucks to move seaport containers around. Uh, very demanding operation, refueled with hydrogen. And guess what? The trucks performed magnificently. Uh, so what does that mean? Well, it means, A, that this hydrogen replacement as a fuel is possible. And it means that so far in the very early test, which is certainly not conclusive, it appears to be also possible. Where does that mean it should go? I think certainly to further testing. I don't know much more about it. Maybe somebody does than me. Maybe I'll do a follow-up on this. But it will be very interesting to see where the technology goes. I have to believe that if they're testing it at Toyota, that there's a good chance that hydrogen is going to at least end up being a fuel source option. When you think about um, certain neighborhoods with the noise of all the delivery trucks, you know what I'm talking about? We used to live in town, and so I know now we live near um, a high-traffic area, and we hear the noise. 
And um, it would be now some of that noise with the, the, the wheels running on the highway, the friction on the highway, that's not going to go away. But the sound of the motor, the uh, drag brakes, um, uh, all this other, if we go to uh, electric motors, what a difference. If all of a sudden the highways became whisper quiet, think about what that would do in, environmentally in itself. I think it would be good for human beings. It's one of my biggest complaints of living in, uh, in noisy areas. It's a bit maddening at times. It really is. That's one thing about the where we live that I, I would like, man, it'd be nice to have peace and quiet. And it can be hard to find. I remember a friend of mine had a place up uh, in Keene Valley, which is up in the Anirondacks, the high peak region of the Anirondack State Park. I mean, you're literally out in the middle of nowhere. Well, this cabin, I mean, it's like 10 miles from the highway up on this. You could hear that noise through that valley. It was unbelievable. And it was nonstop. You know, it wasn't a lot. You know, you hear swoosh, swoosh, you know, that kind of traffic count as if you needed that sound effect. But, um, you know, it wasn't, but it was constant. It was there, all the way out there, here in the highway. Good Lord, right? Where does it, where does it, uh, where does it end? Well, it ends with the, uh, the implementation of the hydrogen electric motors. Really, really fascinating. Uh, What are my thoughts on it? Well, I'm always a fan of cleaner is better, and I think we should be searching for new ways. I really don't know about the plausibility of this exactly, so I really can't give you like a a prognosis or any kind of feedback on whether or not I think it's going to be something that's likely to be implemented. Uh, I say there's some probability, though. I mean, there's a serious consideration being given to it, I would say, obviously at this point. Maybe I'm wrong about that, too. But anyway, what are my thoughts on it? Well, like I said, cleaner is better. I think that you would find, ultimately, that the electric way outperforms the diesel in every way imaginable. Reduced maintenance costs, increased reliability. Uh, Perhaps there are some options for automation. Even if you could uh, allow a limited amount of automation with the driving. Highway conditions, I don't know. I'm not sure how, how I feel about that. Some people are thinking, oh, there's no way you can let the machines drive. Have you seen other people drive? <laughs> I'd be a little concerned about the. But they fly planes on autopilot. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we keep it separate, you know, in both different considerations because not everybody agrees with me on the automatic driving, especially when it comes to trucks, I guess. But with the electric... Yeah, uh, you'd you'd have uh, a fantastic possibility for a better ride, a quieter ride, better for the environment in so many ways. Longer life cycles for the trucks. Um, what are the consequences to it? I don't know. Um, you know, I, presumably you don't have the. I mean, there's probably some kind of battery in this thing, but uh, I would imagine the impact of that that concern goes away. What are the environmental impacts of hydrogen fuels if there's a spill? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think there's much, though. I really don't. I don't think it's really that dangerous. I'm not even sure if it's flammable, quite frankly. I do not know. Um, But I don't really think the consequences are that huge. So what does that narrow it down to? It narrows it down to can it be implemented at, at some kind of cost that's realistic? And ultimately, could it be savings money? You know, if the trucks can last twice as long 
uh, what's the benefit of that if they can uh, go longer without fueling and things like that? I don't know. I don't know. What are the possibilities? All that considered, I would say to you, it is one of the most exciting things going on right now. And there are others, but this is one of them. And I think that maybe, I don't know this too, maybe there's other efforts around the world to do this, but great opportunity for American ingenuity to step ahead and really create a difference in the world. Why is nobody talking like this? Why have we not heard this kind of talk since what, like Reagan maybe? For God's sake, Kennedy did it. He was able to encourage people and rally people around an idea, a mission, a purpose. We see none of that going on today. In any part of the spectrum. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we need Tony Robbins for president or something like that. But in the meantime, it would be fascinating to see if this uh, hydrogen truck thing could take off. I'll leave you with this idea. For me personally, the noise reduction alone, if all thing, other things being equal, I'm not saying if the cost is 10 times higher. You really can't go in that direction. Uh, you'd have to, to wait it out a bit longer and see if you get that cost down. Uh, implement a little slowly there. Uh, but all other things considered, the, the noise reduction alone, what it would do for the environment, the birds, the animals, I think it's a lot more than you think. I know you think I'm a goofball sometimes, but it's really true. Hey, I'm not going to be back tomorrow. I got an important dinner to go to. I'm going to be introducing Teddy Daniels. I'll tell you all about it when I come back. After that, I'm taking a few days off, though. Um, maybe if I get a little break in between, I'll do something to tell you about the Teddy Daniels thing because he's a cool dude. And I'll tell you the whole story, like I said, when I get back. But right now, it's probably looking like it's going to be Monday. I just want to give you a little heads up on that. And um, uh, the other thing I was thinking about playing around with, uh, all we talked about here today was this uh, hydro, uh, hydrogen trucks and the, the end of diesel and what I would call a single topic podcast. And uh, this podcast was really built on that premise of single topic podcast, sometimes only 15 minutes long. And um, I'm coming to the conclusion from looking at the listening patterns and feedback from listeners uh, that it may be cool to go back to that. Also, my personal needs uh, with some things that I kind of would like to change up a little bit. And um, I'm thinking about possibly going to that type of thing where it's just a single topic podcast, but not completely. Because even back then, at least one day a week, uh, it would be a day for me to just kind of catch up on things. More of a talk radio kind of format, if you will. But the single topic thing for the podcast uh, really seemed to work really well. We got away from it uh, due to some changes that were going on politically, and I think it was good that we did. But things have changed again, and I think it would be good to try and adjust to that just as well. And today was I just wanted to see how it would feel on my end and maybe get a little feedback from you. The idea that we would do a little deeper dive into single-topic things, um, you know, uh, relative to the interests of, of things that we generally talk about, and then kind of the occasional broader format where we just kind of catch up with what's going on in the State of the Union kind of thing, current events. Uh, anyway, give it some thought. Let me know what you think. Info at ChristopherScottShow.com. God willing, I'll see you back on Monday. See you there.